Ever quit a job, ever redefined yourself within one? Ever started something in one big or failed? Quit is a call-in show helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. Call in live if you want. 512-518-5714. It's a good way to talk to me during the show if you want. Again, 512-518-5714. This is a live show usually recorded at 2 p.m. on Fridays. Today we are recording at 1 p.m. because we felt like it and because we have a special guest with us today, Jen Simmons. Hi, Jen. Hello. Jen is the host of a show right here on 5 by 5 entitled The Web Ahead. Yes. And that will be in the show notes. Show notes are at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 35 because it's our 35th episode. It's August 16th. The year is 2013. And Jen used to host a show with me, a little show called The Daily Edition. Yeah. That we did for a while. And you did many of those shows with me. I think it was like 37. Is that all? It seems like it was a lot more. We did them and we did them all the time. I mean, no, it was more than 37 because you were doing it every, anyway. Every day. It we was we every did day. them every day and you would just, you would just show up and we would record a show and it was great fun. And yeah. since then you've gone on, you've graduated from a daily show to a weekly show. Right. <laughs> or soon to, soon to be weekly show. again. Right. To a show that's my show. Yeah. Your own show. I can't believe it's been t- over two years though. Since I was on Since the daily, really? Has it been that long? It, yeah, two years and two months or something. Wow, crazy! So, you people who are tuning in now, we're, I felt like streaming it in video today. People keep asking, saying they like this. We did it for the frequency. Hattie and I did this for the frequency, and uh, and people seemed to enjoy seeing it. I guess I'm pointing the camera and at you. Hattie. Is it on? Uh, it will be on there. See, that's you. That's Hattie. Can you see, can you see Hattie now? See, she sits across uh, the studio from me. And this is just for live listeners. Just for people. Yeah. If you're live, if you're, if you're, if you're live, then you're, you're going to see the video. If you're not live. Is it too late? If if you're listening later, if you're listening to this recording, is it well, now like you can go to Justin, you could go to Justin TV and, uh, but I'm not going to keep Hattie on the thing. She's and find the archives. There. Yeah, you go to the archive, but we're not producing the video or anything. But people seem to love this. They're like, oh, I want to see what it looks like. And then they see what I look like, and they're like, oh, I'll go back to the audio. (laughs) They want to see what we do in here. I need to charge, speaking of making money, I need to charge MailChimp for this Freddy uh, behind me. I got their big MailChimp Freddy logo behind me on. It takes up the whole wall, and they're not paying anything for that. And uh, I'm a loser now. For not collecting. So, you know, I'm just, Hattie, I'm just going to invoice them. Yep. I'm just going to invoice them. What a deal. I know. This is, hey, it's, you know, it's a thousand bucks an hour <laughs> to run this behind me. How do you like that, MailChimp? <laughs> it's a great cartoon, though. So, Jen, you are, how do we describe, I mean, who are you for people who don't know? Who, um, who are you? I, I am, I, I've, I've described myself as a person who, designs and makes websites uh for a long time i was um doing that as a freelancer like little tiny wordpress websites Mm -hmm. and then i got me some jobby jobs because i needed more money (laughs) (laughs) and uh worked at um 
like the very center of the corporate universe, right. the New York Stock Exchange, building websites for them uh, for a little under a year. Uh, and then I went back to freelancing and was doing more like kind of awesome, really great clients, bigger projects. Uh, and then now I'm back to being an employee. Yeah. So this is interesting because I think most of the time I knew you for a little while when you were working somewhere and then you weren't working there and you've been on your own for a while and now you went back. So I think that's an interesting topic. Some people have also emailed uh, me asking for uh, me to talk about the topic and more than one person has asked for this uh, to talk about burnout mm. because that's interesting. Yeah. And burnout must have had something to do with you wanting to find, you know, find a job again, go back to having a job. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it, definitely burnout has, I mean, I feel like I've, I mean, I've, I've changed careers several times too. I started out in theater. Mm -hmm. um, I was teaching for quite a while. That was my primary income. Was you worked te construction. Teaching college and, and high school age kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was an electrician and a carpenter for a while in theater, not in a regular housing or corporate mm -hmm. construction, but in theater construction. Um, but always a designer. Like, what have I done my whole life? I design things and then I build them. Or, yeah. I, or I tell other people to build them. Um, but I, but it's in different industries. Nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. I was in the nonprofit world. So, yeah, burnout. I've Man, yeah, I got some stories. Because, uh, let's see if I, well, I can't say the person's name. I'll call him MT. MT writes in and says, hey, guys, love the show and wonder if you could cover the topic of burnout. I'd be interested in your take on what seems to be an important factor in determining the motivation and reasoning behind quitting or behind starting something new. And people, you know, when they, when they write, when they write in or when they call in, you know, I think a, a common theme is that there are, they're for whatever reason, they're unhappy with the thing that they're, that yeah. they've been doing. They're unhappy with it. They don't like it and they want to make some kind of change. They want to either change the job itself or they feel like they've tried already and they can't change the job itself. So they're ready to move on to something. And I think there's a period in which you feel the sense of like confusion and frustration and this sort of like you think maybe things are bad, but you think they're not bad. Maybe they're okay. No, no, actually, here's a little more evidence that this is really bad. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. That's me. I can fix that. Mm -hmm. Things aren't that bad. And I think that period of like indecision or back and forth or not really knowing and being like, I don't know if it's really this bad or not, is the hardest part. Like the most draining, you know, that's where a lot of that, I think that gets all mixed up with burnout where you're just like, I don't know, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And you think you can control some things and you think you have some agency and mm -hmm. you think you get to do some of what you're good at and what you're passionate about. And then you kind of realize that it's, you don't, <laughs> it's not really going that well at all. Um, you wish it were going better. Yeah, they call it the, really the honeymoon, the honeymoon time period is over. And I remember, you know, for me, like I would want to start leaving a job as soon as I wasn't having fun anymore, or as soon as things kind of got a little bit difficult or tedious or monotonous. I'd be like, well, work isn't supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be fun. I'm not supposed to, you know, I don't want to do this kind of stuff. I want to go have fun somewhere. Right. Every day. Should Every be day should be fun. With tasks that you love to do and never should you do have to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a weird. <laughs> but it makes sense because in school, like all this time you spend, especially for people who, you know, went to college. 
they go to college and all along the teachers are like, when you get out into the real world, you're going to be able to do this and the other. And, and they build all of this stuff up and they say, you know, wait until you get out there. You're going to be, and then you get out there and you're like, okay, I'm ready to do it. And it's exciting and you have a new job and you're making money and you can like, you can like get your own apartment, you know, and, and all of this cool stuff starts to happen. And then after a while, what was exciting now becomes mundane. And what was thrilling before now becomes routine. And, you know, like I even remember the first time that I, when I was in my first house and I was doing yard work, I was like so excited to get this lawnmower. And like the first few times I used it, I was like, wow, like I can make the yard look perfect and grass going to be perfect. I'm going to get just the right height, just the right mowing height, you know, it's going to be great. And like the third or fourth time, I'm like, this is a pain in the ass. What was I thinking? (laughs) It's hot and it's disgusting and. There's so much cleanup after you're done mowing and you got to empty these bags because the St. Augustine in Florida grows so much that I'm emptying the bag three times and the trash bags that I had were the wrong size. So now I've got three or four of these trash bags filled with this and then I I can't put them out when the regular trash comes. I have to put them out on the yard trash so it's a a different thing and they're going to have to sit in the garage or outside of the garage and they start composting and they stink and then they're heavy and it rains and they get filled with water. Like this isn't fun. What was and I that, thinking about? That whole sense of pride and excitement about your new home. And <laughs> right, your and the yard. And we're going to win yard of the month this month. You're like... That's gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah, I feel like when you live in New York City, a lot of people live in Brooklyn and work in Manhattan or go back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's a bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, that goes between Brooklyn and New York. And the subways, a lot of the subway trains go across that bridge. So you're in the tunnel, mm-hmm. no internet. That's very important to many of us. And then you pop out of the tunnel and you're going across the Manhattan bridge and you have this gorgeous view of the Brooklyn bridge and of lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then you pop back into the tunnel, right? And you're back in the dark dank tunnel. <laughs> and it feels like the first year you live in New York uh, you know, at least for me, my heart was singing the whole time across the bridge. Like, look at me. I live in New York and the beautiful bridge and the water and the lower Manhattan. And it's just, you just look at it like, wow. <laughs> and then after about a year, you're like, yeah, whatever. Oh, look, internet. <laughs> so everybody, you know, you pull your phone out and you're like quickly downloading everything and checking your email and pulling <laughs> up the tweets and whatever, not even looking up at the, like whatever bridge, what water, who cares? Like, internet, I got tweets and Facebook. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I think that's human nature. I think that has nothing to do with whether or not you have a good job, whether or not it's best to have a lawn or not have a lawn, (laughs) whether or not New York is a great city to live in or not. That's just something about life. And if you let your life become that sort of, I'm bored with everything. I am frustrated with everything. I want something more. I need something new and exciting and give me more and do something else for me. This needs to be easier. Um, Then everything can go crappy. Your marriage can become crappy. Your Mm -hmm. great job can become crappy. Your kids can be, you know, you create it, end up with a terrible relationship with your kids. And and that's something to be just sort of understood and handled in a way that it's not about, well, that means I should get a divorce. That means I should get rid of my kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole show in itself. How do you do that? How do you notice what 
is just dissatisfying to you? How do you find satisfaction and happiness? Right. I think what took me the long, a long, long, long time to realize was that yeah, maybe it was like the fifth time that I'd quit a job to find something else or, you know, I was doing that contract work for a long time. And like the fifth one, I was like, you know, all jobs kind of wind up in this place. Like even if you're really lucky and you have a great job, eventually yeah. there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to have to do every day that you're going to be like, yeah, that kind of sucks. And, and, and my goal became to find a job that didn't have, that had less of the sucking part and more of the part that I liked knowing that, that you're just going to have a job that ha- involves stuff that you don't really love to do unless, yeah. I mean, unless you work here at five by five and, and there, then there's nothing that you don't <laughs> like to do. Everything is great. But like, for example, you know, I love writing code. I, I think I'll always enjoy writing uh, as far as, you know, actual writing, writing, but writing code and doing all of that stuff. And I love doing it, but I'm at the point now where we, we have to build some systems for the, ad component of this business. And I spend way, way, way more time working with sponsors and doing the ad stuff than I do on the air. I mean, by far and running the the business side of the business. That's most of what I do. And we need some supportive systems for this. Well, yes, I could write that code. You know, I know I'm more than qualified to write that code, but does it make sense for me to write it? No, it doesn't because or pay for a service. Right. It, it makes sense for me to have somebody build the tools that we need, which don't exist. Mm. It makes sense for me to have somebody else because they're, they're completely, this is their world that they live in of, of writing code, of building systems. They know how to do this stuff. There's no learning curve for them or a very, very small learning curve for them. Whereas for me, it's like, oh, well, Rails 4 is out now. So I got to learn about what's different between Rails 3 and Rails 4. Maybe it's a little, maybe it's a lot. Don't know, have to learn it. What are the latest, you know, what are the latest gems to do what I want to do? Should I use CanCan for roles? You know, all of this stuff that I have to think about, I don't want to think about that. Right. Let me get somebody who's an expert in it and let me pay them money because all, as long as I use that time that I would have spent doing that uh, on something productive and, and effective for the business, I'm actually saving money. And that's something that's tough, I think, for business owners is to write out a check for something they know they can do. Yeah. Oh, I know I could do this. So it's hard for me to to kind of make that step of saying, let me hire somebody to do my lawn now. Because even though I have that lawnmower and I know that I have that time, would my time and money be spent on something else? Is it worth a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever to be able to be in my house in the air conditioning, playing with my kids or writing an article for something or writing code or just doing something else. Can I justify is it, it, the value of that time? If yeah. I spend it on something else, can I justify spending a thousand dollars or 5,000 or whatever it would cost to hire somebody to do something I know I can do to get them to do it so I can focus on something else or focus on nothing <laughs> You know, and that's the hard part. It's interesting because I think we, you know, you're living your life and you run into something that's displeasing mm-hmm. and you have this impulse of like, I don't like this part. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something small or a small task, like right. someone has to cut all the payroll checks uh, <laughs> or whether it's big, like 
I don't like being at this college. Maybe I should not be here. Um, the You have that impulse and it feels like more and more these days, especially in a place like the United States, especially for a generation like the people who are in their 20s mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. especially for white people, especially for middle class or upper class people um, or people who live in other countries with a similar experience. It seems to be more and more and more these days. Uh, you feel that impulse of like, I don't like this. And then the next thing is, well, and I don't deserve this. And that I should not have to feel this feeling. I'm going to do anything it takes to stop feeling this feeling. Yeah. Um, when, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, if, especially if you have any kind of awareness of how a lot of other people in the world live their lives, maybe for somebody listening, it's them, the way they live, the, the world they live in. It's not that easy. You know, people are desperate for work or they're living in a refugee camp and they're just grateful that they're able to figure out something and get out of that camp and go someplace else and start a new life. Or Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, McDonald's was actually the best job they ever had. Or, you know, I I think it's easy for us, especially in the tech industry where there's lots of value. So there's lots of money and a lot of people are making good livings. It's easy to just kind of only remember our world. Uh, But there is something about that impulse that I feel like sometimes it's really good for you to notice, uh, like, I don't really want to do the accounting, so I should hire an accountant. I don't really want to do the mowing the lawn, and I'm at a place in my life now where I can afford to pay somebody else to do that, and I Mm -hmm. think that might be a good choice for me. Or I really hate this job, again, for the 15th time in the last 15 days, maybe I should (laughs) quit this job. Yeah. Um, Or when is it that it's like, Stop being a spoiled brat and suck it up and stop being kind of like me, me, me. I mm-hmm. should get everything I want mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I should never have to do something boring. Right. And that was what I had to learn because I thought like I was – it's not like I was walking around thinking, yeah, I'm a rock star. But I was like, I have all these great ideas and like I want to do these things and, and I can do them here at this company. And, you know, this this stupid – you know, this part of my job is is taking away time from the, the stuff that I'm really good at. Well, if – you know, and they're talking about this in, in, in the chat room, ultra nerd is saying that, you know, he said he, she, he don't know. There are tasks I turn over to a less experienced programmer so that I have time to work on the harder stuff, even though I could do those and I enjoy the coding. So it seems silly to pass on an opportunity to, to code, you know, if coding is like part of your job. And for me, you know, I've had a few different careers. I had a career doing development or, or, a couple different ones doing development. I was in IT for a while, um, you know, doing doing management executive level stuff, you know. And when you when you have a focus and what your job is a focus, like so now, my focus for in five by five is doing the on air stuff that I do, and then behind the scenes doing the the business side of it, which can be helping to produce or executive produce shows. It can be working and and building the the ad network that we have at the ad agency, working on the creative stuff and, and those kind of campaigns, working with uh, hosts and things to, to build new shows and grow the platform. Those are the things that add value to the business for me. Sitting down and writing Rails code, no longer, regardless of whether I like it or not, and I generally do, it it is no longer something that I have to do for the business. I have to be on a lot of these phone calls. I have to be working with the hosts to make these things happen. I have to talk to the construction crew that's going to be putting the the big window in this room. Those are things I have to do 
that nobody else can right now, nobody else can do those for me. But I certainly can find somebody that I can go meet at Jason's Deli in a half an hour from now and talk to about what we need built. And he can build that for me. And will the code be as good as mine? Well, chances are it'll be better than mine, to be honest. Let's be honest about it. Will it be the same code I would write? No. Will it work exactly the way it might have worked if I built it? No. But you know what? If this guy's the expert he claims to be, which I'm going to find out, then hopefully it'll be better. Hopefully he'll do things I haven't thought of. And he'll make some money. And I'll be able to use that time of not having a system to now have a system and that'll streamline the whole process. So like getting into the mindset of hiring people is so, Jen, it's so hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the, the, like you had a, for a while when you were, you were selling some ads for you, we're selling the ads for your show for the most part now, but you had it, you yeah. hired a woman who came in and she was selling the ads for your show and I'm sure you were paying her something and it's yeah. not like you were making a mint, you know, no. from, from, from no. selling it, but yet you still were giving her money to do it because why you didn't have time to do it or maybe she could do it in a way that, that you couldn't do it. Right. I mean, that had to have been an interesting decision. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I think I did it in, you know, honestly, just, you know, between you and me, I did it because I was afraid of uh, reaching out to sponsors myself. Mm -hmm. And because I was afraid, I could tell myself I wasn't, but I was, Mm. Uh, I was procrastinating. And because I was procrastinating, then zero sponsorships Mm -hmm. were being sold. Exactly. So that was a situation where um, I could easily hire somebody and, um, not take a risk because I was hiring, I was giving her a percent of what got sold. Right. And if nothing got sold by her, then you paid her nothing. Right. And if a lot got sold, then she got a lot more. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think because, you know, lots of times when people say, oh, I want to quit my job, my Mm -hmm. jobby job, I want to be on my own. Mm -hmm. They, it's easy to think that there's only one flavor of that, but really there's a bunch. Mm -hmm. And, and I, um, cause I, I never did start hiring employees because I hired a bunch of contractors, you know, like, oh, I got this gig. I have this client. I overbooked myself. I, I, you know, there's too much, there's too many development tasks here. I don't Mm -hmm. have time for them all. So I'll farm a bunch of these out. Right. You know, so I'm getting paid hourly. I'll hire somebody else hourly. Maybe I'll take a a little slice off the top of of that. Maybe I won't. Uh, But that's easy to just sort of say, I have plenty of hours. Let me give some to somebody else. Right. But there's a, I think there's a line where that I never did cross that you have crossed uh, of actually hiring an employee where you say, yeah. I'm going to pay this person X number of dollars a year and then I'm going to use them for all these different things. And I think that's going to work out. I think the math of that is going to work out, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily know. Um, you don't and know. I, and you know, and I'll tell you what, what else is different. Is it when you – and I remember this uh, back when I was uh, working at a, at a hosting company and the guy who was pretty much you know, – it, it was his company and he kind of hired me to kind of run the day-to-day. Uh, you know, he's like – I remember telling him like I need to hire another person. He's like when you hire someone, that's another you – know, that's mouths to feed. I'm like what do you mean? He's like that person and if they're sole provider or whatever, they, they, they have a wife, they have a family or a husband and they have a family, you know, you're – they are now your responsibility. And I know that in a, in a corporation, they don't really feel that way usually, especially a big one. But when it's like a company of like five people and you're the one hiring them and they're leaving a job that they have to come and work for you, 
you feel unless like if they're like, I hate my job and I'm going to quit. I'm really, you know, especially, and here's something that I keep seeing time and time again. How do you know exactly what I'm talking about here? Because we were talking to somebody about it yesterday. You, you were talking about McDonald's, Jen, being the best job that somebody has. I know a number of people who have college degrees and for one reason or another are working outside of their field. And in fact, they're working in something like retail or in the restaurant business or whatever. Why? Yeah. Because in some cases, especially like a restaurant business, like you, you work at a nice restaurant, you make tips, like you can make a deep, you know, out of college, you're making 40 something grand a year. And, and you, you know, yeah, you, you may have to work crappy shifts, but like you don't have nine to five, you know, you can do what you want. You get some, you know, different days off. That can be something where you're like, well, wait a minute. Do I want to make 25, 30 grand a year? And these are Austin numbers. Of course, if you're in San Francisco, you can double that. But, you know, do I want to make 25, 30 grand a year working nine to five or not really nine to five? It's more like, you know, eight to eight to seven and stressing out in this job. Or do I want to like wait tables and have fun and, you know. Yeah. Well, and and a lot of people wait tables or um, work retail because it gives them the flexibility, especially with in restaurant business to do something else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Oh, I'm an actor, I'm a dancer, I'm a musician. So when I have, when that part of my life that I am more passionate about is going well, I'll cut back on my day job kind or, you know, might be nighttime, but day job hours, Mm -hmm. restaurant hours so that I have more time to do, you know, there's other businesses where you have a bit less responsibility. You don't have to be consistently there the same amount of time all the time. Right. Um, and that's what a lot of people, especially when you're young. I mean, when you're 23, I remember being 23 and feeling like everything mattered so much. I didn't know what to do. I totally knew exactly what to do. <laughs> no one, you know, I already was qualified to do everything. It, it, you're just so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> things actually matter a lot more than you realize, but also not the things that you think matter, matter. And uh, you know, you're young, just go get whatever job and don't worry about it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what's interesting is is that this, one of these people was saying to me, I am so done with the restaurant business. (laughs) And they're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do something else. You know, if you have somebody who's coming to you like that and like, I hate my job, I want to quit. I'm quitting anyway. Then it's like, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's try this out. But you know, that whole mouths to feed thing as an employer. And that's, that's the whole thing. When you think about it from your own standpoint, people who are leaving a job to go and take something that's risky, your employer knows it's risky too. You know, um, I, I know, I know somebody else who's leaving, they work for a relatively large shipping company. So when somebody brings a package to your house or your business, this is the company that they work for. And, uh, they're leaving that to go work at uh, a little startup here in Austin. And, you know, I don't think that they see it as a risk because in their mind, like it's a job, they wouldn't offer me a job if everything wasn't going to be okay. Yeah. But a lot of the time your employer does not know if everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And they don't necessarily communicate this when they're hiring you uh, to say, no. Yeah. Like, you know what? They, like this job may not work out in a few months, right. you know, they like wanna, they're, they're not going to say that. To, they're trying to sell you on their company. <laughs> exactly. And, and, get you to think that their company is really awesome. Of course, because they need you. Right. They and the need last you. Thing they want to do is scare you away. Right. Yeah, I realized at one point, actually the first jobby job I had taken in over 10 years, 
And I thought, you know, it would be more kind of stable or whatever, of course, mm-hmm. because jobby jobs are stable. But what I realized later is that that company would have laid me off in a minute. Oh, yeah. Like they hired me because they were selling my time to somebody else. Right. You were, you, and, they were, and they were making a, a, a profit. Substantial profit. Right. They were making a huge cut. And the moment that they no longer had somewhere to farm me out to, they would have laid me off in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I just didn't realize that, you know, and it worked out fine. That didn't happen, but, um, you know, you don't always know kind of what's going on. Uh, uh, you know, of no, course. You ne- well, you, I would say you never know. And the bigger the company, the less you know. It used to be, when I think about my grandparents and my, the, the job that each of my grandfathers had and the job my grandmother had, those mm-hmm. three jobs were very stable. Each of them worked in the same job literally their entire career, their mm-hmm. whole lives. My grandfather, I think he got that job, my, my um, father's father, when he was in eighth grade, he dropped out of school and took a job. He kept that same job, then went away to World War II, came back from World War II, went back to that job and had that job until he retired. That's crazy. 65. And he loaded bread trucks. He didn't drive the truck with the bread. Uh He didn't bake the bread. He loaded the truck, Hmm. you know, whatever, 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. or whatever the shift was. Um, And that kind of idea about... You get health care. The health care will always go ahead and pay for your needs. You'll get retirement. The mm-hmm. retirement pension plan will be there. Oh, it'll you, always be there. Uh, Forever. It will always be there. The company will do anything they can to keep you, even if they hit, come upon hard times. That is gone. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist at all. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I, think there's, I think everyone should be strategic about the choices they make. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes... I think I think really the question that people should think about is is uh, fear and risk, and are you so afraid of taking a risk that you're kind of compromising yourself and you're telling yourself that you're in a stable place that's not actually stable, or you're just phoning it in, you're going to work and just phoning it in every day, um, and not really growing and not yeah. learning, and you're not excited about anything, you're not trying to get promoted, you're just sort of hiding out in the basement hoping no. <laughs> notices that you haven't done anything in the last 10 years and right. you just stay there for the rest of your career. Like those are the people I worry about the most. And those are the ones who, when they do get laid off are just completely unprepared. Yeah. And people will call into the show and it's, it's fascinating to me because again, there always seems to be these two categories of people, category one, young people. And I say young in that they're, they're out of school for a few years. They have no debt to speak of maybe a student loan. They have a great support structure in that if they really failed, their family could take them back in, um, you know, and they're, and they're absolutely terrified to make a change at a point in their career when it would be incredibly straightforward and easy for them to make that change. The best time they will ever have in their entire lives mm-hmm. to make a change. And the worst time, if they don't make the change, the worst consequences ever. Like <laughs> if you're 24 and you're working in, IT and you realize you hate it and you really want to be a chef or you want to be a wedding planner or you want to be, you know, I don't know, some other career, like go for it now. Mm -hmm. Because if you wait, what are you going to wait 10 years Mm -hmm. and then do it? You're going to wait 20 years and then do it? You're going to, yeah, that age, that young 20s age is the time to really make big moves. Yeah. Or or pick something that you like. And if you are happy, this is your chance to like skyrocket inside of that framework, you know? 
because yeah. you can you can put in those extra hours or you can do you can you can do all the things that you would want to do that later on you won't be able to do because oh, of obligations. Be so tired. And, You'd be too tired. Yeah. I used to work eighty hours a week. Easy. I'm too Who cares? tired to work eighty hours. I'm too old to work that hard. Now. <laughs> and then the second category of people, Jen, are the people who are, I would say, in their mid thirties and up. They do have a family or responsibilities. They do have bills. They do have a mortgage. They they maybe even have the golden handcuffs on. And unlike the the 20-somethings who are terrified to make a change, these people are so ready to make a change, and yet they've got absolutely no framework to support them if things don't go right. Mm, the risk is higher. Yeah. Once in a while, we'll hear from somebody who's like, ah, I could work or not. I don't know. Uh, but the, that's that's more rare. Now, so listen, I want to I want to talk to you. There's another couple of emails in here that have come through. I think that'll resonate with you, especially Jen. Before we do that, I got to do a sponsor, Shutterstock.com, where you will find. Gosh, I love these guys. How do you want to do this sponsor? You're not ready. You're busy. We can do it. We can do it. As we a can team. tag team it. See, I think people should tune in and, and watch the video because. I'm going to put Hattie on the screen and you can see how well we work Me? together doing this Shutterstock.com spot. Because we use the heck out of Shutterstock here for a lot of our stuff and we've got some new things coming out. Can't say what, it, what they are yet. It's totally secret. But we've been using Shutterstock. You're going to find over 20 million stock photos. You're going to find vectors, illustrations, video clips. You're going to find stuff that you can really, really have fun with. And you no matter what to- the project is that you're doing. Yeah, and you don't have to, you know, you can choose one one photo or you can what choose... What if I just want one photo? That's totally fine. What if I just want one? That's fine. What like if, if I don't want a Like a, if you're doing a, like a blog or just like a mock-up of something, you're like, I just need one picture of a cat. Okay, but what if I need... What if we do a post a day and I need a photo at one a day? Totally fine, too. What if I'm doing one of those fancy pants magazines like uh, Jim Dalrymple and, and Marco and I want an, a cool an image, image to go out every week or whatever? Totally fine. They have a package for that? They what do. if I'm building an app and I want a video in the app? They can do that too. So what you do is you go to Shutterstock.com. You do, you do a search. And in this search, you're going to get all the results back. And then you say, well, how do I keep track of these results? So I just keep opening them in new tabs. Do I save them? Do I bookmark oh, don't them? Don't do the tabs. They have it all, they have it all set up light for you boxes. for light boxes. So in two it's clicks, you can make a new light box. In one click, you can add the image or whatever it is that you want to these light boxes. Then you can share the light boxes with your friends. You can share them with your clients. You can share them with your collaborators. They can modify the light boxes if you want them to. And you can build a really, really cool collection of assets that you can use and they they even let you do this with this really cool ipad app that they have which is free well and you only pay one price for any image in any size too right they don't they're not they're not they're nickel not and diamond you they're not greedy nope not greedy that you know what that could be their new shutterstock not greedy we're not greedy <laughs> or so they're gonna have to run with that i'm just an idea guy shutterstock.com is where you go and the code that you're gonna want to use if you want to support if you care at all about this the show show Quit eight, number eight. Quit eight. Because it's the eighth month. Yeah, August. Yep. Your birth month. The year. What is your birthstone, Hattie? Because it was your birthday yesterday. Peridot. It's pronounced paradise. Peridot. Paradox. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at uh, Shutterstock for Peridot. I bet they have really pretty pictures of that. Shutterstock. 30% off anything and everything you do over there if you use the code quit eight. And uh, we would love to show them that this show is worth oh, sponsoring. So pretty. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, Not you're you. talking about Not what you're you. Not you. Oh, you meant me. 
Shutterstock.com, quit eight, support the show. It will also help keep Jen's show on the network indirectly. Yeah, it will. Because it's in jeopardy if they don't use this code. FYI. All right. Shutterstock.com, thanks very much to them for making this show possible, quit eight. So here's the email that I have for you, Jen. Okay. This is from Jessica C. Who She does give permission. And here's what she says. I'm a graphic designer from the Detroit area. I've been working for the same company for almost six years as a graphic designer. She has that in quotes. The reason that I put my title in quotes is because it's been so long that I've done any real design in my day job that I'm starting to forget what I'm really mm-hmm. supposed to do there. Mm-hmm. I spend most of my time doing work in Excel or making simple updates for other people. I've asked many times about being more involved in other projects or new projects to get more design work. They keep telling me uh, that I will get more involved, yet I see others doing things that I could be doing, and I keep getting the crap work that no one else wants to do themselves. I've become more and more frustrated and unhappy in my job for quite some time, and especially so within the last two years. Patient woman. I've been all, I've, I'm always looking for new job postings and have applied for a few jobs here and there, but have yet to hear anything back. Admittedly, these past two years, I may not have been looking as hard as I should have been. I have a lot of family responsibilities and my job has been very flexible in letting me change my schedule around to take care of things that I needed. Those responsibilities have changed drastically in the past two months and I'm ready to commit to making a job change. I try to do some freelance projects or just practice uh, projects to keep myself up to date. And maybe I have some things for my portfolio since my job's not producing many portfolio-worthy projects. See? She's doing the crap work. I've signed up for some coding workshops. I'm trying to get some online resources. First full-time job out of college. So here's the question. Uh, I've never had to quit a job before. So with my previous jobs, either the contract came to an end or classes, you know, began again. When I do find that new job, how do I actually go about quitting my current job? Do I write a re- letter of resignation? Do I just tell my boss this is my two-week notice? Do you have any suggestions on how I should further my knowledge in design and coding? Any tips on finding a new job? Uh, so first, let me, let me take the easy part first. Always put it in writing. Always put everything in writing. Even if you're asking for a raise, put it in writing. Why? Because if you put it in writing, then it's in writing and they have it and it goes in a file somewhere and you can say, I sent you a letter, which I have a copy of right here on this date at this time and you didn't respond to it or you did respond to it or whatever. But especially when you're quitting something, always, always put it in writing and it doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, in, in this day and age, I actually think putting it in writing can be an email. Now, I don't like doing something like this in an email no. but if you work remotely no you say no I remotely remotely so if i have if i okay my uh my uh engineer you should not quit by email my you engineer should quit in person mark miles and we have I mean, a sound a bite. we have a sound bite from hattie let me play it mark miles okay mark <laughs> miles he's an engineer he doesn't live in austin if he was going to quit he'd do it over an email maybe a phone call but if he did it over a phone call first, which you would be need, nice, I yeah. still would want him to send an email to keep it legit. Now, if you're working in a, a physical location with your physical bosses, you go to you go to your computer and you type up a resignation letter. And here's Super what short. here's what it says. It says, effective whatever the date is. Dear who, to whom it may concern, whoever it's address a, your boss. Dear address. real real name. Real name. Yeah. Uh, effective. Two weeks from now, Friday, whatever the date is, uh, this will be my last day. Thank you very much for the opportunity to work here. I truly appreciate it. 
kind regards, person's name, signature, yeah. envelope on the desk, in person, hand delivered. And you tell them that you're yes. resigning and that what you want it to be your last day. And you have to be prepared that they're going to try and, and ask you to stay. If they're, if they're good, they'll ask you to stay. If they're good, they'll say, is there anything I could do to change your mind? And if, if the answer is, yeah, like if you could pay me an extra 5K a year, I'd stay, then say that. But hopefully you would have asked for that before. Hopefully you would have already put in the time and energy to try and improve your job or ask for the money or whatever ahead of time. Right, Jen? Yeah, I mean, I... You I, don't want to use quitting as a leverage to get more money. No. Quitting is what you do when you're quitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would... I mean, I think you should quit in person. If you're working remotely, it's slightly different, but... Phone call. You you know, walk into the office and talk to the person when they're not frantic or busy or on a crazy deadline. And you sit down and you say, I want to let you know that I'm going to be leaving. And you hand them the letter at some point, but the letter is just a formality. You don't, I wouldn't put any reasons in the letter. I wouldn't, I just make it super short, kind of like you said. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're handing them the letter and asking them to read it in the meeting. You're just, right. you know. I put it in writing for you. Uh, here, here, here's my resignation letter. But yeah. I, you and know. you can do that at the end or whatever feels comfortable, but mm-hmm. I, I do it in person and, and I do it with a sense of, you know, I've already made this decision. I'm going if this person, my boss, wants to ask me questions about why, I might give them some feedback that's helpful to you let have them know. To, yes, that's a great. You how, have to be prepared. Like what's going wrong at this company, mm-hmm. um, or that you know, if especially if they're surprised. And in the case of this woman, say, you know, I really want to be doing more design work, and I've tried really hard to let you know that, and I uh, am going to be taking a position where I'm going to have opportunity to do that more, mm-hmm. and just. But if you think that person's not going to hear anything you have to say and they don't really want to know what you think of the company or why you're leaving, then don't worry about it. Right. You're moving on. It's time to go. Yeah. And I mean, I've known people who are like, they come in and they're like, I'm going to quit. Why? I need more money. Well, that's that's not the right way to do it. Ask for the right. money first. Yeah, Let them tell you no. Yeah. Let you go them, in and say, I really need a raise. And they say, blah, 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 we can't. And you say, I'm going to have to think about going somewhere else because I really need this raise. Mm-hmm. And if they kind of go, oh, then you can have an actual conversation. And if they're like, yeah, we can't afford you, then you're like, well, now I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. And you go get another job and you, you know, I mean, you don't say it the way that I just said it. You say it in a very long form, right. hand, helpful, friendly way, but. So now, yeah. now to the tougher part of her question. I feel like she's doing everything right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I was expecting to hear the question where like, oh, we could give her advice. It's like, well, it sounds like she, she knows what she wants to be doing. She's not getting an opportunity to do that. Um, perhaps this company is in the habit of having her be the one who does all the things that everybody else doesn't want to do. They found somebody who was willing to do it. They need that stuff mm-hmm. done. And she unfortunately wound up in that situation of being mm-hmm. the person that now, oh, Jessica will do that. That's right. what Jessica does. And after you start doing something, well, now Jessica's the one that'll just go and do that little quick little thing for you. Right. She doesn't care. Should have Jessica do. And then all of a sudden that is your job. That's her job now is to do those little things. Her job is not to do the big projects. And in, in some companies and in some cultures within the companies, you get pigeonholed in that and you can never break out of it. You'll never break free of it. You'll never escape it. And it may not be malicious. It's just that somebody has to do it. Somebody's got to cut the grass. Like, you know, those things need to be done. And she was perhaps very helpful and very handy and very willing. 
and now she doesn't get to do anything else. But I, you know, I think the very first thing that she should do is clearly and directly communicate to the people who have the power to make this, to make a change, that she really wants this to change. And if she's been doing that and things are not changing, then she really does need to go to a different job. Oh, she does. It, I think she's got to get out of there. If, unless she has gone to her boss directly and yeah. said, um, you know, walking in there and says to her boss, let me schedule some time with you. I want to talk to you. You go in there, the, you sit down with the boss and you say everything that you just said in, she's been there for six years. Keep this in mind, six years. Yeah. The last two of which have not been great. She can go to her boss and say, listen, I've been here for six years. The last two years have not been so great. Here's, yeah. here are, are why. You know, she can write this down on a little note card so that she doesn't forget her points. No, Nobody's going to care about that. And say, here's some points I want to bring up to you. This, 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 and this. I'd like to make some changes. Unless she's fed up with the company. But here's the thing. I get a lot of email, Jen. I get a lot of email where people are legitimately fed up and they hate the company and they hate the people and they're ready. It doesn't sound like she's at that point. It sounds to me like she's just unhappy with the way things have gone and if they could go the other way. But she needs to be clear about it. She needs to say, yeah. I don't I, like, I don't like, you guys have been great letting me take care of all this family stuff. But like, I'm back now and I'm fired up and I'm ready to really dive in. And you know what? Maybe the reason that they've been giving her this stuff is because she had that weird schedule with their family or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been doing it for her to give her a break and to say, listen, we value you. We want you around, right? But we're not going to give you the big stuff because we don't want you to you know, stress too much, or maybe you might drop the ball if we give you some too. If she's back and she doesn't want to just leave, then she might be able to save this and turn it around, you know, maybe. Yeah, that would be my question to her is it, how direct has she really been? Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard to be direct like that. I think uh, especially when you're, you know, in your 20s or when you're still six years out of school or six right. years into your career, um, it's something that I've learned as I've gotten older. It's something I learned after I moved to New York mm -hmm. because New Yorkers are so much like this. I mm -hmm. absorbed it just to like really be super direct and not kind of like, oh, I, I said some things about how I was unhappy or that people should have realized that I am unhappy about the fact that Frank got to do that new awesome graphic design project and I didn't. Right. And they should have heard me. They should have known that that means right. that I really wish I were doing like that kind of stuff can get really messy and doesn't always get through and going in and saying very directly, um, this is how I see my job right now. Mm -hmm. This is what I would like to be doing in yeah. a way that's so risky that it feels like you might even get fired because you're being so direct mm -hmm. and without anger and without frustration, without right. resentment, that's the trickiest part of all. That's Just, so, I love what you said that, that you could be fired because you're being so direct because if you're at a point where where you're thinking about leaving anyway, even if you're not ready to leave, don't go in there with some kind of, you know, incendiary comments, but just right. being like direct, like I'm unhappy. There, yeah. I, I have never once had an employee who is reporting to me, whether it was my company or a different company, who if they came to me and said like, man, I'm really unhappy, my response would never be, well, you, you don't like it, you you know, don't let the, the door hit you on the way out. Like, I no, they're never going to say that if you're being rational and clear and, and 
They're and never going to say that. I think there's a big that. difference between kind of like moping in and being like, I'm unhappy, <laughs> which is easier to do. And going in like, I don't know, you just took a yoga class or something. <laughs> you just meditated. Right, right. You had some chamomile tea. You're like in a really happy mood. And you go in and you say, you know what? I just, I need to talk to you. I'm, I'm actually really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I'd like things, this is what I'd really like to be doing. Um, they might respond with a like, wow, mm-hmm. I actually have been secretly trying to get you to do more senior stuff. And you never know. I didn't know how to make that transition because you're doing all the junior stuff. And I'm so glad to hear that they you might, say that they this might is just what you be want. thinking that this is what you want or what you need right now. And when you're ready, because, because there are a lot of people who, who think that other people are or should be the way they are. In other words, the, the, the person who is your boss might think that, well, the way I got to be the boss is by, you know, by speaking up when I needed to at the right time in the right way. But there's a lot of people who just don't work that way. And I know I remember having bosses who are like, everybody in my department is going to have to go and go to a conference and give a talk. They have to do that once a year. That's part of it. And I knew people that would do it and absolutely be terrified of doing it and they would gear up to do it and they would do it and they would stress out. And afterwards they'd be like, yeah, that was a good experience for me. But in reality, they didn't like it. Well, that doesn't mean that you should do something like that. There's people, oh, there's a great value in going out and giving a but No, there isn't. Not if it's not something you want to make part of your life. I mean, yeah, you can say I did it. I got up and spoke in front of 300 people once and I, you know you know, put that on my, check that off my bucket list, whatever. Yeah. But so many times people are just not prepared or not interested in, in taking that kind of a role. And, and a lot of the time the people who do do that are rewarded for it. And the people who are incredibly talented, but not comfortable doing that kind of thing, uh, they have to step outside of their comfort zone in in order to get recognized by their employers, and that's that's not the most fair way to do it. But unfortunately, that that is, um, that is a a reality. People will have to do that kind of thing, and I think that's what Jessica is going to need to do. She's going to need to go in there, like you said, Jen, and uh, clearly, confidently, in a relaxed way, say, "I'm unhappy." Here are the things that are, and, you know, after first thanking them for all that they did for her when she needed that flexible time, and say. You know, I, 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 but I'm back now, and like I really want to get some of these these cool things to do. Can you can you help me get there? If her boss says anything other than yes, <laughs> I will help you do that. I am so glad to see that that you're ready to commit to this again. I've been waiting to hear that from you. Yes, let's do it. Anything else? Find another job. Well, and she may have already done that. I mean, in in a way, from the letter, it sounds we like- don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. I wish she had called in the show. She'll she'll know. Um, but I, I said all those things as well because there's other, of course, there's lots of other people who are in similar situations, maybe slightly different, who that would be great. That's what they do need to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she either already has or does and doesn't get the response that she wants, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think she should be really aggressive about finding another job. Mm-hmm. Um, and Detroit's tough. So look for a graphic design position in Detroit that's going to give you what you want, but also look remotely Mm -hmm. because doing design, whether it's sort of interactive web design or whether it's more straight up graphic design for print um, remotely is it's easy. I mean, you could work internationally from home uh, Mm -hmm. or from a little office if you want to rent yourself a little office. 
Um, and so the whole world, she can look around the world for a job. Um, yeah. It's right there from Detroit. Put your hands yeah. up for Detroit, Jen. And she's right about, you know, being concerned about her portfolio yeah. and taking a little bit of time. You know, if her if her job is really isn't asking much of her and she goes to them and says, I want, in a way, she wants a promotion, mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't need to pay more, but she wants to be more senior. Right. Um, and if they're not willing, then hey. fine, phone it in for four months. Right. Build, build out your a, portfolio, get some projects. Yep. Look for a job. Um, we always at, need design know. work. So listen, yeah. l- last thing before, last uh, one thing I want to do before I, I let you go, Jen. Yeah. I got an email. We had a caller, Tom, who called in a week or so back. Hattie, do you remember Tom? We can't hear you unless you're on mic. I think so. Okay. He <laughs> says, so check this out. Because this this show, Hattie, I tell you this every day, every oh, morning. No. First thing I say to you when you come into work every single morning is, quit is a show about helping people. Yep. And you, you agree with me. I say yes, you're correct. Tom writes in. And says, hey, Dan, I just wanted to say thanks again for taking my call the other week. I just scored my first paid gig that I didn't have to pitch for from a web developer looking for some for some web copywriting. The guy said he heard me on quit and managed to find my website and got in touch. Feels good. And I must say, I owe it to you. He's talking about me. I owe it to you deciding to take my call. Thanks again, Tom. You see, calling in this show changes lives could get you a job Jessica was asking where to look for a job you look right here see now (laughs) if she called into this show and says here's what i am here's i guarantee you we've got tens of thousands of listeners to this show she'd get a job through this show see that's why people think well i don't have anything to say i I don't know if i should call in you're, well, you could, or, they could call in and change your life. And that's what they sound like, too. Exactly like that. They call in and it's going to change your life and get them a job. I promise everybody who calls in will have a job that pays seven <laughs> figures within the next week after they call. Ooh, well, that's I a guarantee. For being on the you, show? You've got it. That's a promise. Actually, it's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't I the don't disclaimer know. is that that's actually not, not going to be true. Disclaimer is not true. Right. <laughs> Asterix. Yeah. That but, was a lie. So, Jen. I've kept yeah. you on here for, for over an hour. Where, where can people go to learn more? First of all, let's, let's talk about your show, The Web Ahead. This is an, yeah. a fantastic show. One okay. of the headlining shows on 5x5 is in the, in, the, in the web channel. This show has risen to the top, and uh, it, it's like a comet. In rocketing it, up. Rocketing up. A weekly podcast. Here's what you, how you describe it picture of you with a you're somewhere outside the wind blowing through your hair i'm in austin actually in are you really yeah a weekly <laughs> podcast about changing technologies in the future of the web discussing html5 mobile responsive design ios android and more and it was your show jan that inspired me to make two of my biggest websites responsive or at the very least adaptive excellent so thank you for your inspiration. You, you have amazing guests on here, and uh, it's in the show notes at 5x5.tv slash quit slash 35, but it's 5x5.tv slash web ahead. Yeah. Jen, Jen is also on Twitter as Jen Simmons, J-E-N-S-I-M-M-O-N-S, Jen Simmons on Twitter, where you talk about uh, you get angry sometimes and then you <laughs> apologize <laughs> later for it. And delete my tweets. And delete your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. 
Uh, where else can they go? JenSimmons.com, right? Yeah, that's my website, JenSimmons.com. Um, yeah, and listen to the show. I mean, this this the web ahead really is about... Um, uh, it's for people who make websites, whether you're a developer or a designer or a business. I think a lot about the business pe- folks, mm-hmm. the stakeholders, strategists, whatever, clients, mm-hmm. um, just to keep up with what... There's all this new stuff and new things that you can do to build a website and, and design a different, more complex, more awesome website. Uh, so it's, yeah, each week we pick a different topic and talk about, I, I find, you know, someone I think will be one of the best experts on that particular topic mm-hmm. to come and explain it in terms that everybody can understand, not just uh, nerds. Yeah. It's very yeah. good. Love the show. I'm a regular listener to the show. And the, oh, the, the two sites uh, that uh, I made, uh, they're my, my one-pager sites. I already mentioned dansent.me, which is where you can go to get the, uh, the latest discount codes for all the shows in 5x5 in one place. And the other one is baconmethod.com, uh, which has a new header image. And as you resize... Uh, you get you get a very tiny header image. It grows as you expand. All because of Jen. And Jen's nice. show is about helping people too. It is about helping people. So go check Jen's stuff out. Uh, Hattie, did you put the Jen Simmons Twitter in the show notes? Everything's already Super in Super cool. Thank you for doing that, Hattie. Of course. And uh, I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. I'm Dan on Alpha. Are you on Alpha? I am on Alpha, but I hardly ever log in. I know, me too. Me too. But I'm Jen Simmons over there if people want to follow me. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of activity over there anymore. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. 5x5.tv slash quit slash 35. You can sign up there for the newsletter if you would like to get a notification about when we post the shows and some other ideas and thoughts and things that I have. It's not exactly weekly, but it's somewhat regular. And uh, so go there and you can sign up for the newsletter. I really appreciate everybody who listens and who writes in. And please do write in. It is a great way for... Uh, you to help me come up with really cool show ideas and, and I'll read your uh, your email on the air if you like go to 5x5.tv slash contact you just pick quit from the list type your email make sure to let me know with the little uh, radio button there if I can read it on the air or if you just want me to read it and think about it and I uh, really do appreciate it we usually are on at 2pm eastern time doing the show live you can call in if you want on the shows where I don't have a guest uh, and you can listen live and watch live. All the information's there on 5x5.tv slash quit. Thanks, everybody, and have a great week. And, of course, thank you very much to my good friend Jen Simmons. Take care of yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. It's been fun.